Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Water of purification on them and let them shave all their body and let them wash their clothes and so make themselves clean. Then let them take a young bull with its grain offering of fine flour, mixed with oil, and you shall take another young bull as a sin offering. And you shall bring the Levites before the tabernacle of meeting, and you shall gather together the whole congregation of the children of Israel. So you shall bring the Levites before the Lord, and the children of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord like a wave offering from the children of Israel, that they may perform the work of the Lord. Then the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the of the young bulls, and you shall offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. And you shall stand the Levites before Aaron and his sons and then offer them like a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. After that, the Levites shall go into service the tabernacle of meeting so you shall cleanse them and offer them like a wave offering for they are wholly given to me from among the children of israel i have taken them for myself instead of all who open the womb the firstborn of the children of israel for all the firstborn among the children of israel are mine both man and beast on the day that i struck all the firstborn in the land of egypt i sanctified myself that i have sanctified them them to myself excuse me i have taken the levites and said of all the firstborn of the children of israel and have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the children of Israel to do the work for the children of Israel and the tabernacle of meeting and to make atonement for the children of Israel, that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come near the sanctuary. <clears throat> Thus, Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel did to the Levites according to all that the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So the children of Israel did to them. And the Levites purified themselves and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them like a wave offering before the Lord. And Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. After that, the Levites went in to do their work in the tabernacle of meeting before Aaron and his sons. As the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, this is what pertains to the Levites. From 25 years old and above, one may enter to perform service in the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And at the age of 50 years, they must cease performing this work and shall work no more. They may minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of meeting to attend the needs, but they themselves shall do no work. Thus you shall do to the Levites regarding, according to their duties. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. So, wow, that's a whole, that's a whole lot, right? Um, and it kind of sounds like a mouthful when we're going through the book of Numbers and we're um, going through the various chapters and it's just like, you know, God's just talking, talking, talking. So Moses is talking, talking, talking. And it seems like a, just a lot of, of rules and rituals that they're going through. So beginning with um, verse two, you know, it's talking about the lampstands and we're going to cover this really, really briefly. Um, so the lampstands, they were first described back in Exodus. Exodus 25, um, verses 31 through 40. And um, 
And so talking about how, how they made the lampstands and where they were going to be positioned. But the thing is that the lampstands, they could give no light, right? It's just a stand. You know, they had to have lamps placed onto them. Um, and that's what made the light. And the purpose of the lampstand was, was not to make light, but make light more visible. Okay. Um, the lamps burned. It was especially made olive oil that that they made and it needed to be um continually refilled these lamps in order to pro provide a constant light um in revelations uh chapter 1 verse 20 it presents lampstands as a as a picture of the church the new covenant you know this is the new covenant community uh, of god's people us you know the church and by this illustration we 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 are the principle the church itself does not light the world but it does perform, perform a, a platform Okay, we represent God, right? With everything that we do, everything that we are, okay? No one is saved because of us, right? Let's, let's just get that out of the way. We do the work and we, you know, we, we, we pray with people, we, we, we present the gospel, but ultimately it's the work of the, of the Holy Spirit within us that people can be saved and the light of Christ can be shown. Okay. And it's, it's really easy to get, to get wrapped up in the fact that I have a platform and people see me and blah, 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 blah. But no, you, you, me, we, we can't save anybody. Only Jesus can save people. Um, and, and verse three says he arranged the lamps to face toward the front of the lampstand. The light um, of the lampstand, the tabernacle was focused on uh, uh, to, to bring the most illumination to the rest of the tent. It says in verse four, the lampstand was hammered gold. The lampstand was hammered out of pure gold, right? And it wasn't, there was no like a specific dimensions on how it was supposed to look, but it was a, it was a lampstand. Um, many of the other items within the tabernacle were actually wood, right? And they were, they were overlaid with gold, covered with gold to, to include the Ark of the Covenant. But the lampstand was different. It was made of pure gold, right? And there's significance in that. You know, the, it, it's, it's showing that we need to have an inward change, not just an outward change, okay? If we just have an inward change, or excuse me, just an outward change, you know, because wood rots, right? Wood rots, but the Lord needs to do a work within us as well. You know, so when we're when we're presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? What okay, it's it's great, but what's what's the in, in what what changes happen inside of you? Has the Holy Spirit really taken root in your heart? So going to, to moving on from, from the lampstands, we're gonna talk about how the um the the the, the Levites were dedicated. Um Back in Leviticus eight and nine, it was a record of, of how the um, it was the dedication of the priests, but this is a, re a, a a record of the dedication of the Levites. Okay, so the priests were Aaron and his sons, and then in turn we were going to see the descendants of Aaron were the actual priests. Okay, now Aaron and his sons were of the tribe of Levi, the Levites. But only Aaron and his sons were going to be the priests. However, the tribe of Levi, the the, the 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 that tribe, they were they were also dedicated to the temple, to the tabernacle. 
there was still a work to do. Okay. Um, just because Aaron and his sons, they were going to be doing the sacrifices and doing all the different, you know, feasts and all this stuff. Right. But there was also practical work that needed to be done around the tabernacle. Right. The tabernacle had to be, had to be set up and torn down. Right. Whenever they moved, set up and torn down. They're the ones that, you know, that, that, the Levites carried everything. They moved everything. The Levites actually guarded, you know, the, the tabernacle. I spoke last week from Numbers 1 and how, how we had the tabernacle in the middle of, of the camp, surrounded by the tribe of Levi, and then surrounded by them was all the other tribes of Israel, okay? So, so the other Levites, they protected the tabernacle. Um, so um, it says... Sprinkle water of purification on them. This, this ceremonial cleansing pictured a cleansing of sin and was also part of the priestly consecration um, that we read about in Exodus 29. The water of purification was the was was water that was mixed with the ashes of a, of a red heifer, uh, a red cow. They would sacrifice it. They would burn it. And they would take those ashes. They would mix it with water and they would sprinkle this on the Levites. And this, this, um, Cleansing with water is also part of the new covenant that's described in Ezekiel 36, where he says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. Okay, this is all about sanctification, purification, right, to do a service, to do a service unto the Lord. Even, and it says here, let them shave all their body. The shaving of the Levites was as part of their, their consecration was, was making, uh, was mainly a symbol of their purification and, and, and consecration unto the Lord. And then verse eight, then let them take a young bull with its grain offering. This as a bull will sacrifice uh, representatives from the whole congregation of Israel laid their hands on the, on the Levites to, to bless them and pray for their dedication before the Lord. It would be clear to, to both the Levites and the nation that the, that the Levites were servants of both the Lord and the nation. And they did, they, they gave a wave offering, you know, and, and the normal wave offering um, presented something to God with a, with a motion that communicated the, the idea like this is yours, Lord, right? They're presenting these, these Levites and saying, these are guys are yours. They, they're yours to do your work. In, in, in this consecration of the Levites, the children of Israel came before God. And, and, and again, they were just essentially saying that these Levites belong to you. They are dedicated to you. They're consecrated to you. Verse 16, I have taken them for myself instead of all who opened the womb, the firstborn of all the children of Israel. Normally, God would have just taken the firstborn, the firstborn sons to do the, to the service. But he took the tribe of Levi instead of all the firstborn sons to be um, dedicated to him. Um, God's possession of the tribe, you know, the possession of the tribe of Levi was an expression of his lordship over all of Israel. And listen, the Levites, and there's, and there's a reason why um, he he did this. You know, the, the Levites belonged to the Lord in exchange for his deliverance of the firstborn sons of Israel at the time of the 10th plague in, in Egypt, you know? So it wasn't, so, so when God said, I'm going to strike down all the firstborn 
you know, we remember the story, take the blood, put it on the doorposts. Everyone here is, is safe in the home. And the, and the firstborn of all of Egypt, from Pharaoh down to the slave um, in Egypt, other than the Israelites, were, were killed. So now God's saying, remember when I did that. So in exchange for that deliverance, the Levites are dedicated to me. The Levites are dedicated to me. I want the Levites to serve me. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons. All right. The, the Levites, you know, were not only set apart for God's glory, they were also set apart for the help and benefit of the priests, Aaron and his sons. God's telling Aaron, like, your entire tribe I've set apart to serve um, you, your sons, the priestly line, the tabernacle, um, to be of service, okay, to the tabernacle, to service of me, all right? To, to look at that today. I have set you apart. Brothers and sisters, he's telling you, Fusion Church, everyone, he's saying, I have set you apart to serve, serve my kingdom. I have set you apart to serve my church. I didn't set you apart just to sit around on the sidelines and do nothing, okay? Don't just look at this book, this book of numbers, as just uh, uh, something that just, it's only important for, for thousands of years ago. He's like, I set you apart for a reason, not just to be spectators, to have a hand in the work that I am doing. And why did he tell Aaron this, right? It says that there will be no plague. This is an added reason why God appointed them to serve in and around the tabernacle, that they would watch it, that they would guard it, that they wouldn't allow anyone who wasn't supposed to be in there to get in there. You know, they wouldn't allow anybody to mess around, you know? Like you have, you know, listen, we're at church, right? We see these kids running around like crazy. You know, and just acting a fool. I ain't, ain't going to point out parents because I can point out some parents with the, with, the, with the crazy kids, right? But the Levites were the ones that be like, hey, knock it off. Don't be messing around here. You know, one of the things as a capital C church that we've we we we've um we've forgotten about the importance of what we what we call a worship center. You know, back in the day, we would call it, you know, you know, different things, um, the sanctuary, but there's, 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 there's holiness, there's importance around it, right? Why do you think we don't allow, we, we have a kid's area for a reason. We don't allow our kids to play around in the worship center, running up and down the, up and down the aisles, jumping up on the stage, acting crazy, you know, right? Because it was a Levite's job to stop all that. Don't even let it in, right? Don't, don't get around here because this place is holy. Brothers and sisters, don't forget how the, the, the holiness that is being in the presence of God. When we come to church, when we go to when we go to, to worship, it's not just about you know getting in there and raising our hands. We are walking into holy ground, brothers and sisters. This is something we need to take seriously. Holy ground when we step into the presence of God. The, the worship songs we sing and, and the, the, the messages that we hear aren't just to make us feel good because we are ushering the presence of the Holy Spirit. So we, me, you, all of us, we are of the tribe of Levi. We are descendants of, uh, of the tribe of Levi. So we need to do our part to make sure that we, we treat the presence, the experience that we have when we come into the church as holy. 
That's that's a word for somebody. We are doing something that is holy, brothers and sisters. Verse 20, according to all that the Lord commanded. This was simple obedience. Simple, wonderful obedience. According to all that the Lord commanded. What has the Lord commanded you to do? And are you doing it? Are you just being obedient? The Lord told, told Moses and Aaron, this is what I want you to do. Just do it. And it says, according to all the Lord commanded. God told Moses and children of Israel to perform this dedication rituals for the Levites, and they did them. Just as God commanded. The, the implicit obedience of, of Moses and the people of Israel to the commands of God in, in, in the areas of, uh, of ritual and, and regimen leaves us can, can leave us un, quite unprepared for, for their complaints later on against the loving character and, and, and their ridiculous um, breaches of faith and the rebellions that we're going to read about here in a little bit. You know, because it's like it, it's 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 crazy that we see in one chapter they're so obedient, right? God commanded, they did. God commanded, they did. And a few, you know, chapters later, you know, the children of Israel rebelled. They disobeyed. They did this, and it was like, what? What's the? Is there a miscommunication here? Right. But don't look at the children of Israel as that as that they're the only ones that have done wrong against God, because they're not. Because each and every one of us has done wrong against the Lord. Each and every one of us, and we all mess up continually. We are no better than the children of Israel. In the sense that, you know, we need to stop um, walking around like we're just completely holy people pious just floating above everyone else with with our, our sanctification we mess up as well because the lord has given us commands the lord has told us what to do we read his word and it's quite clear what he wants from us sometimes he speaks to us we read his word and we we feel through the holy spirit that he is speaking to us pastor brandon pastor danielle or, or someone on, on stage on a sunday they're, they're speaking and like, oh, God is talking to me, right? You know, and then, and then uh, do you obey? Are you listening? Because I'll be the first to tell you, like, there have been plenty of times. I'm like, man, I ain't going, mm -mm. no, that, that ain't for me. You know, that ain't for me, you know? But it says here, they did according to all the, that the Lord commanded. Are you doing all that the Lord commanded? Because then you will find when you're not being obedient, when you're not doing as the Lord commanded and your life is going crazy. And then all of a sudden, when you're like, you know what, let me, let me just be obedient. Lord, change my heart. Change my heart so I can be, so, so to make me more in tune with you. So it's, you know, so, so and, and help me to be obedient and you will see how things change. Things begin to shift. After the dedication ceremony of the tabernacle, now is the, the real work of the Levites began. Um, they were, you know, so while the Levites focused on, on ceremonies, you know, um, the, excuse me, as the priests focused on ceremonies, the Levites, they had other practical work to do. But what's interesting is that God put a time limit on their service. So from the age of 30 to 50 is when 
the hard labor for the Levites was to be done. From age 25 to 30, it was about a five-year apprenticeship, excuse me, right, to learn what it is, how to, because everything had to be done in a certain way. Everything had its place. They would tear down the tabernacle. Things had to be done a certain way. They would load things up. They would carry things. Everything had its place and had to be done a certain way. From 30 to 50. Then when you turn 50, the hard manual labor, it, you were allowed to retire from that. As if God said, okay, you've done, you, you've, you've actively served for 20 years. Now there was other things they could do. Um, it says minister with their brethren in the tabernacle. So, you know, there was other things, you know, there was still work to be done, but it was the hard manual labor. And this is significant. This is why, this is why we need people to, to jump on our dream teams and help with the various things that we do in the church. Okay. You know, especially here at Cumberland County, where we're every single weekend building the tabernacle, tearing the tabernacle down. And there's a lot, there's a lot to be done. We have right around 800 feet of pipe and drape that gets to get, has to get put up every single weekend. We have a big uh, 16 by nine foot LED screen that has to get built. Now, Everyone can look around. They can see Pop on the screen. Pop is not climbing up a 10-foot ladder to build an LED screen. Ain't going to happen, right? For one, it's too high, and he's going to be like, mm-mm. But there are young men for that. right? That there is, a, there is a work that he does not need to do. Other elders on this call, uh, uh, Elder Bob, Elder Doug, if they if they could, they would do all they would do everything because that's their heart of service. But they've 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 matured beyond having to do all the craziness. You're not going to see uh, Bob on the roof of EHT putting up shingle. Ain't going to happen. There's young men for that. You know, you're not going to see Doug on a ladder painting the side of a building. There's young men for that and young ladies. I'm not discriminating. There's but. When you get to a point, that's why it is so important that we we train the next generation and what it is to serve in the church, what it is to, 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 to be in there week in and week out doing the work that is necessary, okay? Because the, as, listen, the older generation of saints will one day pass away. And we pray it's a long, 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 long time coming. But one day they're going to pass away, and then it's my generation, and most and mo all of our generation. This time, the step we're going to be having to step up and do the work that they were doing. But who's training the the next one? Who's training the young adults? Who's training the the teens, the youth, right? Who's training the kids? As they all step up, there was a work to be done, and God was very clear, you know. For the Levites, you will work, to, you know, you will do the hard manual labor to your 50. And then it's time for you to step back. The next generation is coming up. But you're still ministering with your brethren. There's still something to do, right? It's not like God is like, oh, you're 50, not time to put you out the pasture. He ain't saying that. You know, there is still a work to do because there's ministering, there's teaching. That's right. You got to come to come to CCL. Come to CCL. Listen. 
listen, normally we set up on a Saturday night this weekend because of circumstances outside of our control. We got to come in at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday to set up a church. Come on. That's dedication, guys. And we have a phenomenal team here at Cumberland County. I have a phenomenal team that's going to get up, do the work, be there all morning, worshiping and serving and, and doing everything that we got to do. And then after second service, boom, we tearing it all down and putting it all back. But what? But why are we doing that? For the 22 people so far within in the in the month of January who are first time guests, the multiple people that raised their hand and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that is the work of the ministry, and everyone has to play a part in that. Everyone is important to this. So 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 this this chapter talks about the the purification of uh, of the Levites and readying them for service, right? And there were several things that were required to do. However, they were all external requirements. Okay, I'm going to be wrapping up here. Please listen. There was external requirements. They had to, they were sprinkling of water. They had to shave their hair. They were, they had to wash their clothes, right? And while all these things, and we, we, we can go down the rabbit trail of, of spiritual truths and the, 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 the symbolism and the significance of all those things, None of it dealt with the inside. You'd be hard-pressed to find any religion that doesn't perform some type of external ritual that doesn't really do anything to change the person internally. If you go through the motions of, of, of uh, just, the, and just the motions of, of living an externally pious life, right? An externally religious life, but don't match that up with a life that is morally pleasing to the Lord. You are far worse off than a person who lives a very hard life, but who desperately loves God. And then when they fall short, they mourn. The Levites, Levites were, were purified for service and and that service continued on for 1,500 years after this book was written. But during that time, they fell into the same error uh, error as everyone else. They messed up just like everybody else. If the Levites and the priests had remained faithful to the Lord, faithfully leading the children of Israel, then perhaps. And this is just me just spitballing here. Perhaps Israel wouldn't have been conquered all those times. Perhaps Israel would never have been taken captive. But the Levites, the priests, the leaders, the leaders of the body failed. And so the children of Israel failed. We need to constantly be, be, be evaluating ourselves in relation to that internal call for holiness that the Lord has given us. Don't assume that just because someone's behind a pulpit, someone someone's wearing some kind of fancy robes or clothes or, or whatever, that they're holy. Because it's something we all have to, all have to be looking into ourselves. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our high priest, the word says. And it also says that, that 
that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So then we as well fall under the line of the priests. We fall under the line of the Levites. But nothing we can do um, can make us holy unless we have an internal change to, to, to accompany the outward change. If you're just going through the motions, brothers and sisters, and there has not been an, a, a true internal change, you might as well just stop right now because it's all for nothing. So as, as, as we're going to continue you know, reading through the scriptures, keep in mind that some of the same people who are being set apart for ministry end up rebelling against Moses and Aaron later on. And so they end up rebelling against the Lord within just within the span of just a few weeks. Imagine that. You're a Levite and you're being dedicated for service. And there's been sacrifices and this and water sprinkled and now you're in service. And a few weeks later, you were rebelling against the very men that God has, that God has appointed over you. Rebelling against him. God is holy and expects us to be holy. The, the, the Levites were set apart to make atonement for Israel, but they failed to remember their calling that the Lord placed upon them. Hebrews 12 verse 14 says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which on one will see the Lord. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. In other words, pursue peace and pursue holiness. The Lord calls us to be holy because he made us holy. We are holy because of Christ. Therefore, we will see the Lord. However, it is still our responsibility to pursue holiness, to pursue that inward change. And no one expects you to be, to be uh, super holy on day two of your salvation. It is a constant work. It is a constant pursuing of the Lord. But if you fail to do so, we're going to squander the, the joy that we can possess in this life if by living in the presence of God. That is how we remain holy, brothers and sisters. Remain in the presence of God. The word says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean we got to be on our knees 24-7 praying. But we can be constantly in relationship with the Lord. Constantly praying. Constantly seeking his face all throughout your day. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what your work is. You know, no one, no one can control your thoughts. No one can control your inner prayers. Be constantly speaking to the Lord. And finally, whatever your calling is, whatever you've been set apart to do for the kingdom of God, do it with love. Do it with joy. With a sense of holiness. With the sense that you are the Lord's. He has called you. He has called you, brother. Each and every one of you has been called. And when we do this, we will prosper. The work of our hands will prosper. The work that we do at the church, the work that you do, you know, at your job, with your home, with your families, with your friends, you will prosper. Because God is before you. So last thing I'm going to say is just pursue holiness. Pursue the Lord. Don't discount the service that you can give to the kingdom. We are all of the tribe of Levi. 
We are all heirs and joint heirs of, with Christ. Not all of us are called to be priests. Not everyone is called to be a Pastor Brandon, right? But we are all called to be Levites. We all have our place to serve. And we are, it is so critical, so critical that we, we become involved and we're not just um, sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. Because I'm going to tell you, and you can ask anyone here on this page who serves faithfully week in and week out, the satisfaction, because we all have a part to play from the parking lot team to the greeters, to the, the new here next steps desk, to the ushers, to the worship team, everyone, 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 our kids ministry, our youth ministry, everyone has an important part to play. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. and We just thank you for your word, Lord. Father, I pray that we won't read passages like like numbers eight and just think that this is a story from something that happened thousands and thousands of years ago but it is pertinent it is true it is important for even today lord that we have a part to play that when we accepted your son jesus christ father we were sanctified we were cleansed lord and we were prepared for service in your kingdom lord so, Father, I pray that you will, will reveal to us where, what it is you want us to do, where it is you want us to serve. And, Father, you, and, and we are believing that you've already prepared our hearts to do just that. And, Lord, as we serve, Father, I pray that we will do it with a humble heart, Lord. We will do it with a humble heart and, and, and never take for granted what it is that we do. Never take for granted and just think that it's, it's a normal Sunday, Father, because that Sunday or that midweek or that outreach opportunity, wherever it is that we're serving, that, Father, you are allowing us to be a part of lives being changed, lives coming to a saving knowledge of you, Lord. So, Father, I pray you be with each and every one of my brothers and sisters on this call today, everyone listening to the blog or, or to the podcast later on, Lord, that you would just, just speak to them, Father. Show them the areas in their own lives where they need to, to shift their focus, Father, and, and to become more in line with what you have for them, the calling that you've set apart for them. Father, we just love you and we just thank you. We just thank you for the opportunity and the privilege it is to dig into your word and learn more about what you have in store for us. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. All right, guys, love y'all, and I'll see you next week. God bless.